Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Links and Locks Podcast. Better than most. Better than most. Better than most. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner. Four. You got real talent. Don't concentrate on golf. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Links and Locks podcast. Our best bets. We're going through 18 holes, 18 best bets for this week's Wells Fargo Championship. I'm Jason Sobel from Golf Bet. He's Ben Everell from the PGA Tour. And this week we're heading to TBC Potomac at Avenel Farm. If you go to Quail Hollow, there won't be any golf being played. They're taking a year off from Quail as the President's Cup will be there later this year. They'll be up in the D.C. area this week. First time since 2017 and 2018 that a PGA Tour event will be held at TBC Potomac. Unlike last week's Mexico Open, at least there's some data, there's some analytics that we can look at from past events, Benny. So what's going on? How are you? What are you looking forward to this week? We'll just go back to last week. It's good to see Ram, in fact, getting that job done there. Hey, it's only the second favorite, I think, in 2022 that's that's gone on to win, who started in that scenario. And I think a lot of our picks, might actually did start really well and look good for a long time. Those guys that started off the 10. Um, unfortunately, there was a couple of bad beats in there too. Aaron Rye, oh, who I thought was going to potentially win the tournament up there the whole time and then bogey on 17 Sunday to fall out of the top 20. So if you had a top 20 on him, that was rough. I had some top five on Aaron Wise. All the Aarons were killing us. Aaron Wise, who hard the last all. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it's par five. If he had made birdie, I think he finished his top five and he did not. <laughs> anyway, now we can, at least we've got some data. Like you said, we're going to Wells Fargo Championship. And uh, why don't I just kick us off on the first hole, mate? Go ahead. There's a guy I like here because... In the previous editions there that we did play, the Quicken Loans National, uh, ball striking became pretty important, especially in the one won by Francesco Molinari in 2018. So I'm going to start with a top five bet. Not great odds, let me tell you. Someone's got word on that this guy could probably play well this week. But Canadian Corey Connors, every stat suggests that Corey Connors can win this thing. I'm saying top five. I think he can win. I just have a couple of other guys in mind that I'll mention later in the pod, but Connor's 10-5 outright. If you let him go and you miss out on this, you'll be kicking yourself. Because as I said, everything just points towards Corey Connors. Yes, yes, yes to everything you said. I love Corey Connors this week. I'll talk about him very late in the podcast here. Hint, hint. (laughs) But I was hoping for some longer odds. The odds are way too short on Connors this week. He's like the seventh highest ranked player as far as official world golf ranking. And yet he's second on a lot of 
odds boards this week. Although I will say before we really get started here, Benny, that uh, shop around and we're taping this mid afternoon on Monday and there are some wildly different odds. I'll get into some of those in just a minute, but shop around. I'm sure that by Thursday morning, a lot of the books will look the same, but if you're looking to make an early week bet, as always, look around. All right, hole number two. I'm just going to go throw an absolute total long shot out there. Now, look, I'm not throwing a bazillion dollars on this, but you want to throw five bucks on it? Eugenio Lopez Shakara. Whoa. He's a junior at Oklahoma State. He is number four in the world amateur golf ranking. From everything I've been told, I called him on PGA Tour Radio today a really good ball striker. Will Haskett, my co-host for the show, corrected me and said, no, he's a great ball striker. He is a tour-ready iron player right now. Maybe not the greatest putter in the world, but that ball striking game is really good. I think it's going to be an iron players, a ball strikers golf course. As we've seen the trend from Kyle Stanley to Francesco Molinari, two really good iron players. You've got to hit your irons really well, mid and long irons this week. Look, do I think Lopez Shakara is going to go out there and win a PGA Tour event and just his fourth career start still an amateur? No. Do I want to bet on something that's 650 to one? Sure, why not? Mate, I love it. And you know what? When you started talking then, I thought, oh my God, you'll see coming up. I've taken quite a few flyers this week. So I want to just put that out there. There are a handful of holes here where I'm going against trend. I'm going for big odds. I'm throwing things up there and seeing if they'll stick. It's one of those weeks I feel like just something like that might happen. So just for you guys out there, keep that in mind. And so when you Mm -hmm. started there, mate, I thought, oh, we're going to have something. But I did not expect that. But I cannot disagree with anything that you said. So... That is definitely a fly for someone. Hey, have a crack at it. Enjoy. Hold In saying all that, hole three. I'm going to start with those guys near the top of the odds. And again, I'm not really keen on this top 10 odds-wise at just plus 200. But it's just a personal thing. I know the guy very well. You know where I'm going to go here. But Mark Leishman is starting to head towards the form he needs as we get into the big events going through the season of championships. Now, look, Leish... I'm not necessarily thinking he's going to be around the PGA Championship or even the US Open, but he is going to start trending through the summer towards the Open Championship, St. Mm. Andrew, where he lost in the playoff in 2015 and where I think he can absolutely contend again. He's been a little frustrated with his results, not his play, but the results. Having a chat to him, he feels like he's found something and this might be the start of that trajectory up. So I don't love the odds, but I do want to let everyone know that he was T13 at Avenal Farm in 2018 had a couple of decent low rounds there so i could see him being a top 10 play yeah okay i like that one hole number four and i mentioned shopping around this week right now troy Merritt is 35 to 1 on DraftKings. he's the same price as gary woodland paul casey abraham answer sergio garcia that makes no sense i did most of my research on sunday and i sort of picked okay Troy Merritt's won in the D.C. area before. He won in 2015 at RTJ. He played pretty well the last time they had an event here. He was T-17 at TBC Potomac four years ago. He's finished 12th and 4th in his last two starts. That's good. A lot of good signs there. The number is absolutely horrible. Now, if you shop around, and you don't have to do a whole lot of shopping here, I'll do some shopping for you. He is currently, as we speak, 75 to one at FanDuel. There's just a lesson there that, you know, I get it. A lot of people just say, well, I've got my one place where I make all my bets and I want to put some money in this account and some in that account, some over there. But look, it definitely pays off 
to shop around a little bit. I'll take him for a little outright play, but for the most part, I'm looking at him for top fives, top tens. Again, DraftKings, six to one for a top five plus 330 for a top 10. I'm guessing those odds will be much bigger on FanDuel. So I look around and find the best odds you can on Troy Merritt, but I do like him a lot this week. The whole five, I'm going to go with my first flyer, if you will. Shocking form of late from this bloke. Missing six of his last eight cuts. But I'm going first round leader, Mm. 100 to one or more, depending on where you look. Andrew Putnam. Oh, 64 he opened with in 2018. I was there to watch that back in 2018. It was one off the lead that day. This is contingent on him getting the good side of the draw. We've talked about this many times before. If he's off in the early part of the day, he can come out of nowhere and post a low number there again. No form to speak of, but he didn't really have much back then either. He loves the course. think he can put a low one in there. Andrew Putnam could be one that might just start hot. Probably won't keep it going though. I like that. Why not? Throw a little shot out there for a first-round leader bet. All right, sixth hole. Remember Joel Damon won last year at Punta Cana? It was yeah. windy. It was rainy. It was just nasty. <laughs> it's going to get there in the D.C. area. Just speaking with a couple of people that are going to be on site a few minutes ago, and they're looking at, on Friday and Saturday, high in the mid-50s with an 80% chance of rain throughout the day. It's going to be pretty ugly. Now, I know a lot of people look at that and say, well, that's Rory McIlroy weather, and yeah, very well could be. It kind of reminds us of, what we saw at Congressional back in 2011 when he won his first major championship title. Joel Damon is a guy that I look at and I said, well, he won in that kind of weather last year, so he could do it again. I'll take him for a top 10 at plus 500 this week. Trending in the right direction right now. Can't complain there, mate. I'm going to parlay off that, I guess, in hole seven with another long shot scenario. I'm going to give you two long shot winner options. Okay. Again, when I say this, small units for the outright, but maybe sprinkle something as you come down through 40, 20, 10, and 5 as well. Here's a guy who's won at the course. Francesco Molinari is over 100 to 1 wherever you look. Again, hasn't played since the Masters. Last cut he made was at the Players. But just having been there in 18 and walked every hole of that final round with him, well, not every hole because Tiger Woods was playing, I must admit, but seeing a lot of that golf that week, it was just phenomenal. And we should have known that he was going to go ahead and win the Open Championship not long after because he was clearly the best player in the world during that stretch. Yeah. Now, I think that he could get some good vibes is what I'm saying. So if you're going to have a lottery pick, this could be a week where we get one of those long shot guys. I don't know why I feel that way. Maybe it's because Ram won last week. I'm looking at those long guys. So Molinari at 101, another guy in the same spot in the marketplace, Bo Hostler, young bloke who has played well in the area again before. He was somewhat decent. I think it was a top 10 back then when they played there in 18. Just another one of those guys that I feel like pops up every few weeks and does his best. And I just saw that there at 100 plus and I thought, you know what? That's a flyer worth taking. Eddie, the next name on the card. It's right there. (laughs) Number eight on my list. Number eight hole. Bo Hostler for a top 20. Unbelievable how that happens. I didn't even have to move him around. Sometimes we move guys up and down the list. Just yeah. to segue nicely into the next one. Nope. I was going Bo Hostler next. In 10 starts so far in 2022, he's got five missed cuts. That's not great. Five made cuts, though. Four of those have been inside the top 20. So when he played well, he's played really well. Ranked yep. seventh in strokes gained putting this year. I need the ball striking to be a little bit better than it has, but he's certainly shown that when he's in form, when he's playing well, he can play really well. I'll take him for a top 20 this week. I love it, mate. And he, look, if it does get a little windy, he's a Texas kid, right? So he's played in yep. Texas a lot. He can handle the wind. <laughs> oh, no, now this is where it gets extreme long shot. Okay, yeah, right. let's hear it. 
Hey, right. I said Lopez Shakara already. I know. I, that, I thought I was going to have... Come on. I thought I was going to have the big one, and you've gone higher than that. So mine's only 400 to 1. But in the top 20, 40 market, you know, you're looking at 3,500 for a top 10 and 17 to 1 or so for a top 20 and 9 to 1 roundabout for top 40. He was inside the top 10 there in uh, 2018, has missed 12 of the last 15 cuts. That's not good. But again, I'm just feeling like there might be a chance to come out. This time last year, should have won a tournament around this time of the year. Mm. Fell away last minute. The name that might be escaping you all is Chesson Hadley. Should have won at Congaree about a year ago. Fell apart and let Eric Higo take that title. As I said, got some form on the board at Avenel Farm and just is so extreme in the odds, I thought. Well, with a little bit of course history and maybe some good vibes, top 40 when you're getting that sort of odds might be worth a fly. Why not? I like that. I've got another name with some big odds next to him that I'm going to get to in just a few minutes. But first, Benny, tell them all about PGA Tour. Pick them live and go on PGATour.com and PGA Tour's other digital platforms to uh, play a little pick them live where essentially it's free gambling 100 yeah pga tour pick them live where you get to pick your outright your top 20 your top 10 for the week plus you have every round has three side bets going on as well whether it's a three ball who's going to win it or who'll make the cut or who'll be the first round leader you just get to put your selections in and you get to change them as long as the market's open you can move them around so you always start with the long shots so it's no uh secret why i went with those long shots leading into the turn here I've thrown out some names for you already. Hadley, Molinari, Hostler. These guys you would start with, Andrew Putnam, rather than going McElroy because he's not going to, you know, his odds are so tight, you're not going to cash in. You get a free shot at these big guys. Have a crack. Check out our uh, PGO Tour Pick'em preview every week with Rob Bolton and Mike Glascott. They've been entering every week, can't win the money. It's 5000 up for grabs, by the way. you got a free shot at five grand every week. And that price was going to grow as we get more people in it, by the way. They have finished inside the top 20 most weeks and they give their advice out for free. So get on there and you, you're missing out if you're not in there. Try to get some free cash. All right. Tenth all as we make the turn, I will go with a player that maybe has some value in that format. He's 250 to one in the betting marketplace this week. But coming off a share of 15th last week, look, he's won on the PGA Tour. We know He's got that capability, one at Heritage, which is a shorter golf course. When he finishes 15th at a near 7,500-yard golf course like Vallarta was last week, it sort of gets you thinking, hmm, on a shorter golf course, Satoshi Kodera could make a little noise. And so why not? Again, am I throwing the house on Satoshi this week? No, probably not. Am I looking for a big number in a field that isn't necessarily the greatest field that we'll see? All year, yeah, why not? At 250 to one, again, he's got some form, he's on a shorter golf course. I think those irons are dialed in a little bit. I like the numbers last week. Let's give it a chance. 11th hole for me is going to be something off the back of what happened in Mexico, but I like when I saw this was over five to one or more, depending on where you could look. And again, shop around, like you mentioned, top 40 play on the runner up from this week just passed, Kurt Kitayama. Mm. And coming off that T2. I think he can maintain some semblance of form, right? I'm not saying he'll win. I'm not saying top five, top 10. I'm saying top 40 at value because when he was third at the Honda Classic, his only other result of note this season, by the way, he backed it up with his next start with, I think, a T25 or T28 and kept that sort of role going enough. So given the value for top 40, I think Kitty Arm is a good play. I like that. Okay. 12th hole. I'm going to get into 
a guy that I'm sort of pot committed on at this point. I have placed a lot of bets on this guy and I'm waiting for, and I always call it this positive regression, which sounds oxymoronic in the analytics marketplace, but that's kind of the, the name that's been given to it. Essentially, he hasn't quite gotten the results out of what the performance has been over the last, really, I mean, I could say the last four months, but really it's been the last 18 months. Russell Henley has uh, been really, really good. He's a yep. tremendous iron player. I'm backing off a little from the four round prognostication that I've been giving in the past because I'm just tired of picking Henley for some outrights and top fives and seeing him come really close, but not quite close enough. But for one round, his Thursday scoring average is tremendous. He's third on the PGA tour in first round scoring average 30 to one this week for the best score on Thursday. I'm going with a little Russell Henley first round leader. I feel like what's going to happen. He's going to win at some point this season somewhere and everyone's yeah. going to go, well, we should have known. Yeah. You know, like it's gonna, it's just going to be like, and you're not going to have picked him or it's going to be the week we forget him or something and he's going to win and we're going to go, of course, of course yeah. he won. That's what's going to happen. I love that play, mate. All right, so we'll go to the 13th. Off the back of Kitayama, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, I like the idea of guys, I know there's a little bit of travel, not that far from Mexico, but they've quite a few names that people may not have heard of that got some form. And I'm going to back them to keep some semblance of that form. I'm looking at some sort of parlay to make the cut. Ooh. that brings in guys like Brandon Wu, Kitayama, as I mentioned, Anaban Lahiri, Aaron Rye, David Lipsky, Davis Riley, and even Tony Finau, who came from nowhere to finish second as well. I think that you could sort of get some combination of those six or seven names, whether it be three of them, four, five, six, whatever it is, and get yourself a really big number and see some guys really just kick on with the form they showed last week. The confidence gained, in those opportunity weeks, I call them, where not every one of the big names are in the field, is immeasurable sometimes. I think if you pick the right three or four or five of those guys, specifically, I kind of like Finau, Rai, Lahiri, and Kitayama. Lipsky's played well in the last few weeks. Davis Riley was pretty good over the week. That's something I thought might be interesting for people to have a crack at. Yeah, I like that. All right, getting to the 14th hole. Speaking of Tony Finau, I've got him here in a three ball on DraftKings at plus 150, over Gary Woodland, who I, I like. I think Woodland's been playing nice. I don't necessarily have anything negative to say about Woodland's game. Answer, who I don't necessarily like very much, although he's got a share of the course record, 62, back in 2018. But I do like Finau's number there, plus 150, just to beat those two guys for the full tournament. Hmm. Okay, interesting. You don't necessarily <laughs> like that. Okay, I get yeah, it. Let's I get see. Hole 15, what you got? Right, I'm going to go for a, a mid-range value outright pick, top 10. Also, really the top 10, don't be afraid to sprinkle one or two dollars on the outright, although the value is more the top 10 at 455 to one. Some pretty good rounds in New Orleans from this bloke until letting it slide on Sunday in the alternate shot format. Slowly getting his head back into his golf and the confidence back in his body. I'm expecting that it'll actually be a really good long shot, sneaky, smoky at the PGA Championship. If you haven't figured it out, my man, Jason Day. Ah, there we go. <laughs> Jason, again, look, this is from benefit of getting to speak with these guys and knowing these guys well, like I mentioned with Leash earlier. Jace was in really sort of better spirits at New Orleans. He was helping Jason Scribner potentially, you know, make a run at a membership here on the tour. And it wasn't until uh, alternate shot on Sunday that they fell back 
uh, when they had a really good chance to sort of finish in the top five there. I know he's keen. I know he likes still being under the radar a bit. And I think his more, more value might come by the PGA. But look, I don't want to let him go either. I don't want to let it the 50 to one go while it's there. Not massive units, just a little sprinkle. Maybe that top 10 is something to look at. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Uh, getting a whole 16. Webb Simpson has a massive number next to his name. I mentioned some of the guys before. Troy Merritt in there at 35 to one in some markets. I'm like, really? I like him. I can't like him that much. Webb Simpson opened at 60 to one in some books. That's a huge number. I get it. He was hurt at the beginning of the year. I've spoken to Webb. Webb told me that's behind me. I am feeling good. I'm able to practice. I'm able to prepare the way I want to and need to. And so that's not an issue anymore. It was a neck issue and that's gone. Now we look at, okay, well, the game hasn't quite been there, but this is a mid iron, long iron type of golf course where you don't have to drive it 320 yards off the tee. It feels like a Webb Simpson kind of golf course. I don't know that I want to necessarily go all in. I want to sprinkle some outrights, but there's a five ball. There's group play on DraftKings. Simpson at plus 275 over Lucas Glover, Brian Harmon, Jonathan Vegas, Adam Long. I don't hate any of those guys. I mean, they're all decent players. They're all good players. I like all of them individually. I don't have any of those four targeted necessarily for any potential bets this week. And so I will take a shot on Webb at close to three to one in that group. Yeah, mate, that's good. I'm listening to those names you threw up against him. Adam Long had some moments last week where he played okay. So he might carry on some form but Webb's clearly the higher level player there and yeah and I always like Vegas but he's a up and down type of guy so you've definitely found some value there that's pretty clever all right 17th hole so this is my top pick my number one winner of the week if you will now granted I want to put this out there Rory I'm just leaving alone not saying he can't win just at, what was he, three to one or something at some places I saw? No, plus 750, plus 800. I do think there will be a a strong narrative, Benny, this week because last week John Rahm was a prohibitive favorite. He went out there and led the first three rounds, won it on Sunday, and people are going to go, oh, is that what happens when you bet on golf? The best player in the field wins the golf tournament, you get paid. Now this week, not a great field again. Rory McIlroy, best player in the field, prohibitive favorite. Let's bet Rory to win. And I do think that recency bias will get a lot of people in the betting marketplace on Rory more so than they yeah. would have been if John Ron hadn't happened last week. Yeah, I agree. And look, a lot of people haven't seen or watched golf since the Masters. Of course, Rory came flying home yeah. um, to finish second there out of nowhere almost. I just can't get on the prohibitive favorite, as you said, two weeks in a row right off the get-go. Can he win? Yes. We said that about Ram, and Ram did win. Will he? I'm not sure. And if he does, I just would like to see that those numbers just drift a little before I would commit to jumping on Rory. So T4, Quicken Loans National in 2018. Rounds of 65 and 62 during that with a ho-hum second round 70 and a really poor final round 72 where the pressure was on. Much better player four years later. That was definitely about being last, going for a first win back then that, that spooked him. The pressure is also released from last week after he was playing as a Mexican national in the field in the Mexico Open. But Abraham Answer is my man at 35 to 50 to 1, depending on where you look, to win this tournament here at Avenal Farm. I think that he is, as I said, much better than he was four or five years ago. I know you had him going against him in one of those three balls, but he's won a WGC since then. He's looked the goods for most of the time. And I think that, as I said, for him, 
the pressure release from the Mexico Open is what I'm looking to bring him to the forefront and, and have him win this tournament. It's not a bad idea. And there's certainly something to be said for when you're playing an event that means a whole lot to you and you get through that, you get past it, all of a sudden it's, okay, I can play a little free and easy now. So he obviously likes this golf course as well, as you mentioned, 62 back in 2018. All right, I'm going to put a nice little bow on this thing, mm-hmm. give it a little bookend because with your first play, you went Corey Connors and I'm going to go with <laughs> My favorite outright, I just got done talking about how I'm not going after the favorite. I, I like him maybe DFS a little bit, but I'm not chasing Rory. And yet here I am chasing Corey Connors at what I think is way too short of a number. Shop around. He's anywhere from 16 to 1 to 21 to 1 right now. Try to get that bigger number. But Corey Connors for my favorite outright play. This, again, there's a very good chance that this one feels a little bit like a U.S. Open this one feels uh, very much like a an iron players kind of golf course, a ball strikers golf course with smaller greens. You've got to hit the greens and be able to put yourself in good position to make some birdie putts. Connors has been positive strokes gain putting in mm-hmm. each of his last two starts. Like I said earlier, top 12 in four of his last six. Corey Connors, my favorite outright this week, Benny. Everything points towards him having a big week. And clearly the guys who run the numbers at some of the books have done their research. <laughs> so I'll be stunned if Corey Connors doesn't at least have a chance to win this tournament in the back nine Sunday. I agree. Playing really well right now. But again, he, he's above players like Matt Fitzpatrick and Mark Leishman, Tyrrell Hatton, Tony Finau in the books, which is just crazy to see. Thanks to everybody out there. Those are our 18 best bets for the Wells Fargo Championship. We appreciate you guys listening. As always, you can... Listen to us, subscribe, rate, download anywhere you find your favorite podcast. For Ben Everell, I'm Jason Sobel. Good luck with your Wells Fargo bets this week. Here's hoping you guys hit the green.